Hey everybody, welcome to For the Record, episode number 119. This episode is going up on Wednesday, March 27th, if I have the date correct. Um, today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com, your only stop for all your audiobook needs. To sign up for a 30-day free trial, visit www.audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. All right, today's episode um, is super awesome. We had... Mark Cortez, the lead vocalist for Hungover, a relatively new pop punk band. Well, they've been around for uh, they've been around for a couple of years now, but they're now just starting to get on everybody's radar because they got signed to Smart Punk Records, and they're going to be re-releasing their debut EP, which came out back in 2016, uh, this Friday, March 30th, um, and it is going to uh, basically be the same exact EP. Um, but there's going to be three brand new tracks out on the end of it. Back in February, they premiered a song called Three's Company with Substream Magazine, and that was when they first started to get on my radar, and I uh, reached out to see if they would be interested in coming on the podcast, and um, they were they were totally down for it. It was really it was really good talking with Mark, and I sincerely, sincerely mean this. Never have I listened to a younger pop, like a younger as in length of time they've been around, um, pop punk band that sounds more closely to, close to Fall Out Boy than I ever have. Like a lot of people will usually pitch that and they'll say, "Yeah, they sound like Fall Out Boy or Panic of the Disco," and you'll kind of listen to it and go, "Okay, I see where you were going." But uh, these guys, yeah, pretty damn close. If you're a fan of uh, Take This to Your Grave from Under the Cork Tree era, Fall Out Boy, this is a band you'll really get a kick out of and you'll really enjoy. Um, like I said. Uh, f- they have a uh, re-release EP coming out on March 30th via Smart Punk Records. To find out more information about their music, you can visit www.wearehungover.com. They're on Facebook and Twitter at Hungover Band. So without further ado, here's 119 of For the Record with, hung- with Mark Cortez of Hungover. Enjoy. I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited to talk to you um, for this. I I have to say, I mean, just to kind of jump immediately into this, I I fucking love the EP um, that that they sent me Thanks over. So uh, much, dude. Yeah, Thank dude. You. It's super in the style of the music that I like. Not only grew up on, but still continue to listen to today. And I it, it, I really dug it. So really nice work. Thank you, man. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I guess um, I guess one of the first things I want to start with start with 
uh, with this is uh, just also to make sure I have my facts correct. You're you guys are based out of Orlando. Correct. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, how did you? I guess how did you initially? Um, come together in that sense in his brief of I'm sure you've been asked this question a thousand times but just kind of in the I guess in the briefest way how did um hungover I guess come to be within the Orlando music scene were you guys all within Orlando or did you come from different different backgrounds different areas uh well Evan Gabe and Austin were all friends from high school and maybe even middle school I'm not 100% sure on that and uh, then they had, they had a singer named Joshi, and uh, I was in a band with him in the past, and they needed a guitar player. Uh, so I came over and like tried out and did that whole thing. And then I was playing guitar with Hungover for a while. And when Joshi left, I started singing. And then we brought Sean in because I had been in a, in a band with Sean in the past. And that's kind of how we all got together, to make a really long story short. Gotcha. Um, well, I uh, I guess another thing that I want to add to this is congratulations on signing to Smart Punk and doing a re-release of the EP with the new tracks. Um, I uh, yeah, of course. Um, how did I guess how did Smart Punk come into the picture? Um, I know a lot of people maybe if they were within that scene, remember the name Smart Punk from years back um, as like it was a full stage on Warp Tour. Um, and it, it, it had a big presence, but I've started to see it emerge as this, it's putting out some really, really great, um, like just great acts within alternative music. Like you guys, I believe rivals is on, um, yeah. on the label as well. Like how did your relationship with smart punk records come about? Well, uh, smart songs, I don't know where they were based out of originally, but, uh, this larger company called AKP bought them out and then started doing like all the rebranding and stuff. And, and they decided to, to do more distribution for records and, and then more recently to be uh, a record label that like signs fans and stuff. And uh, they're actually local for us. They're based out of Orlando. And I think that they just kind of heard the buzz and, and heard our music and, and then they wanted to uh, quickly get us into some meetings and, it just seems super organic for us, and and because they're local, like it's a it's a huge resource for us, and we're able to have like a really good relationship with them, and and they kind of had a lot of the tools and pieces that we were missing to kind of take our band to the next level. So, kind of how we ended up with Smartphone. Nice. Um, with that, with that being said, you guys had put out Wilt in 2016. And since you're re-releasing it, what was the decision behind wanting to re-release the EP rather than, I guess, maybe start, I, I guess, start fresh? I don't know if that's the correct phrase that I would use to say it, but, like, I guess yeah. start with a new release rather than just re-release it and put a few new songs on it. Like, I guess, what was the what was the, the mindset behind that? Well, one of the things that, that came up a lot when we... Uh, when we first were in talks with Smart Punk, were that they thought that the five songs on Wilt were really strong, but they didn't have the proper distribution or the chance to get to as many people as they possibly could. So they wanted to put it out uh, on vinyl and give it like a, a proper release. And we wanted to add some more to what was already there just so that people who had been following us got some new music and 
and they could uh, get kind of a taste of what we're going to move towards in the future, but still have uh, something that runs cohesively with the other five songs. What would you say, I mean, having listened to the EP, what would you say you guys as, as a unit are moving towards um, as songwriters uh, in comparison to um, what was first on Wilt? I think uh, definitely uh, like a bigger sound, if that makes sense. Like I think a lot of the guitars and the new stuff are like huge sounding and just like big melodies. And, and we're trying to, to fill out sonically and even that we play. And uh, we have a pretty good live energy too and we want a, a sound that kind of matches that and it's just more energetic and a little more I don't know if hype is the right word but it's just something that's a little more exciting and theatric gotcha gotcha I mean wh- wh- when you're uh, the first three bands that were listed on the, uh, when you when you get those press emails it'll say like read or listen to if you like this band this band and this band just to kind of get your attention and the first three bands that were listed were Fall Out Boy, Mayday Parade and All Time Low which are like huge oh, yeah. huge pop punk and almost like I mean in some cases like I would even call like if I'm thinking of Fall Out Boy as like From Under the Cork Tree and Infinity on High like there's like little elements of like darker kind of pop punk in that sense um but uh what were you drawing from when you were writing Wilt, like in terms of both in terms of lyrical content and in terms of the kind of sound you guys were trying to go for? Was there anything you were trying to emulate or were you just trying to pull influences and ideas from other kinds of music? Um, I don't know how intentional it is, but I think definitely like lyrically and with my singing, I definitely draw from a, Patrick Stump and Brendan Neary and stuff like that. Mostly because when I was a kid and even to this day, I stand those bands hard. Like I listen to them all the time. And I think it's just kind of, I learned how to sing by singing along to those records. And, uh, and just as far as like instrumentally, we, we all love pop punk. We all love like pop rock. We really, really uh, enjoy that mid 2000s, you know, pop punk scene. Like, we all went home after after school and watched TRL to see like the new MyCam videos <laughs> and stuff. So yep. that's def- it's definitely uh, made a an impression on our sound. What was your first introduction, or at least one of your first memories, as being introduced to whatever you would reference or call this? era or generation of people that still like some people just call it emo i think just to be like to just give it a quick easy name but that generation of kids who grew up watching trl and watching music videos and loving mike hem and fallout boy like what was your first introduction into that um into that world i have uh two cousins the name are the names are christian hobby and i would always spend weekends over at their house and they were they're a little bit older than me they were in high school when i was in middle school and I just remember, like, they would play this music, and the first time I heard it, I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> like, why have I never heard this before? <laughs> and it was during the time, like, I think, like, LimeWire and all that stuff was going on. So I would bring my iPod over to their house and plug it into their computer and just have them load all this music onto onto my iPod. And I would go home and just listen to all these bands and lose my mind, and I would go back the next week and, and be, like, hungry for more music. And that that was kind of my first introduction to it, and I think from first listen, I was hooked. What was the 
with with Wills having come out in 2016, well, first off, before I get into this, the question I was going to ask, what is the what does the term Wilts mean and represent for the EP? Like, wh- where did you come up with that for the the title? And what is it, I guess, what does it represent for the theme of the EP as a whole? Uh, Wilts is actually an abbreviation for When I Lose Touch because all the songs oh. are related to uh, moving on and growing up and kind of letting go of the past in order to, to make progress in your life. Gotcha like the overarching theme of the, the whole EP. For sure. Um, now, with that with that being said, um, when did you guys, with it being released in 2016, when did you first get into the studio and first have the, the initial idea for what would become the first song? And then after that, about how long did that process last for you in terms of uh, did you go in with the intention of doing an EP? Did you have, was it just, let's get a couple songs out? Like, I guess, how did that process work for you guys with this re- first release? Um, well, when I first took over on lead vocals, we were kind of in a weird spot where we were writing with our old vocalist, and, and I was coming up with a lot of material vocally, and, and uh, when he left, we just needed to put out new music quickly so we went to our friend Alan Reitman and we just we did girlfriend at first. We did a music video for it. Um and that came out I wanna say in March of twenty sixteen and it took a while for us to get around to actually doing an E P. We were playing a show and Alan actually came out to see us and he walks up to me afterwards, he goes, I didn't know and I was like, what do you mean you didn't know? He was like, I didn't know you guys were that good. <laughs> like, okay, so, so what do you want to do about it? And he was like, oh, well, let's do an EP and, and let's do it soon because I'm moving. I just got this job with Microsoft. I think is what where he got a job in, in Detroit. And I was like, okay, so when are you moving? And he goes, two weeks. And I had just started school and uh, a few of our members had just like started working full time and stuff. And we were all in kind of transitional periods in our life so in that two weeks we were all doing like late nights with Al and and all that stuff to to get it done and I don't know how we got it done in the two weeks time that we had but but we knocked it out pretty quick and and then we ended up with what we ended up with I mean the first song alone I literally sat there and I and I mean this in a compliment because some some people if I if I was to say that they sounded like someone would kind of go oh Okay, well, I mean, I was kind of just trying to do my own thing, but uh, the first time I heard Three's Company when they sent over the stream, I mean, I, I thought I was listening to a follow, to an old Fall Out Boy song. It was really, really that's awesome. Yeah, it was super, super close to that, and I'm like, because a lot of people will say like, oh, this band sounds like Fall Out Boy, this band sounds like this, and you listen to it, you're like, eh, all right, I, I could see where it goes, and then I sat there and I was like, oh shit, wow, it's really close to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how intentional that is on our end. I just think, like, I think it mostly has to do with, with my voice. Like, I think tonally, we're probably very similar. And uh, and stuff, and they're just such a a huge influence on me that it, it definitely shines through. I don't think it sounds like I'm trying to, like, rip them off or anything, but uh, they're definitely, Patrick Stone specifically is a huge influence on me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I and yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're just taking, like, it, it it's 
every band has that one little thing. Like if you look back at their influences and you look back at where they started and who they were practicing, it's that influence is going to be totally apparent in like in what they sound like. You can go, oh, I see that. I see where they got that from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were there any tracks on Wilt that, in your opinion, were maybe a bit more challenging to write if there was a moment where you maybe had writer's block where you were trying to figure out the right thing to say, there was one that wasn't really clicking with everyone. Um, what was that? And if so, how did you, I guess, how did you creatively overcome that? Um, I think I'm kind of constantly having that problem. Uh, <laughs> I write a little slow and uh, when an idea comes to me, it just kind of comes to me and and I can I can never force it. it the, the songs always come to me at the at the weirdest moments, and then if I don't get a voice memo down and I don't like hum the melody, then then it totally escapes me. So um, I probably say all of them. Like I'll I'll write half a song and then I won't go back to it for like four months just because like the words aren't there or or whatever the case is. So there's definitely some new material in the works now, but. Uh, those three songs that are getting put on the re-release were three songs that uh, have definitely been worked on for a while. It, it, it took a minute. You said something earlier about how the the theme of the of of the EP was kind of about letting go and moving on from things. Does that tie into the artwork that's on the cover of the EP, which is? I, I can try to describe this as much as I can over audio. It's a picture of a door that's open and there's rose petals that are on the floor and I see a little note that's s- sitting upright on the table against a um, a vase of some kind. Like, I, I guess, what, is that, what does that represent in terms of what the EP is about? That, that kind of represents... Uh, the roses are like... Are like uh, representative of like the old relationships that are that are dying and then as as it gets closer to the door the the petals go from like more heavy to like lighter and scattered and that kind of represents like letting go as you're like walking towards the door if that makes any sense yeah no that makes perfect sense um i'm trying to think of what the next thing I would ask, because I feel like he, I feel like he kind of addressed everything that I had, and I'm trying to think of just any kind of loose ends that I would tie up. Um, you're very good at this, I will say that. <laughs> oh, I, I listen to uh, to a lot of podcasts. I was in the middle of listening to a podcast when I got your phone call just now. So, oh hell so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty versed. What do you listen to? Um, that's uh, I'm I'm always very curious because podcasting is such like a even though it's it's coming more into a mainstream medium, it's still a very much a, a niche thing. Oh yeah, um, I listen to a lot of lead singer syndrome. Nice, hundred words or less is a good one. Yep. Um, I listen. I listen to Ear Biscuits. Uh, Rhett and Link. They have like a YouTube channel, and they have like a a podcast on the side. I listen to that a lot. Nice. Um, some stuff about history. Sometimes I'm kind of all over the place, and always looking for new stuff. Same, for sure. That's awesome. Those are all those are all great choices. Um, I hadn't heard of Ear Biscuits. Actually, I, I feel like I've heard the name um, Ear Biscuits. I, but I don't think I've subscribed or looked them. I, I've got like, I think I've got thirty podcasts in my queue right now for other shows that are kind of built okay. up. So, um, but I feel it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, I guess to kind of uh, 
I guess wrap this up a little bit. Um, what do you hope fans take away from Wilt as uh, when, when it's released? Like, do, if there's an idea, like a message or an idea or just an overall kind of feeling, what do you hope people take away from listening to the EP? Um, well, like, overall, I hope people enjoy the music, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, but uh, just uh, if anybody needs, like, a little help, like, letting go and moving on, just, like, I want people to know that there's, like, a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's never really over till it's over, and, and all that kind of cliche stuff, but, but that's really what, what went into the album, just, like, moving on and, and transitioning in life and kind of growing up. Like, as a band, we all kind of grew up with this record from recording girlfriends to it actually being recorded in full and, and seeing the girlfriend release finally happen and and uh, now getting to re-release it and kind of punctuate everything that we that we set in place when we, when we first released Will. Uh, just, I want people to feel growth and, and see growth in us, I guess. Um, this is the last question that I ask as a way to close out any interview I do with an artist. Um, and it's and I give that preface because it's just a super broad question. I'm sure anyone who listens to this show is really fucking tired of hearing me say this. But <laughs> what <laughs> does music mean to you? What does music mean to me? That is very broad. Um... I mean, it's it's art to me. Like it's my it's my artistic release for sure. Um, every night when when we play like these songs on tour and stuff, I kind of find myself going back and, and thinking about what the songs are about and and where those songs have brought me and and how like I like I'm we're literally driving to I don't know if we're in Nevada or Idaho right now. We're like some we're in Nevada. We're in Nevada right now, and, and I'm like looking at these mountains and and like the scenery and stuff, and and it's crazy to see where all this stuff has taken us. Like when we see crazy stuff, like sometimes I'll leave it over to one of the guys and I'll get it. Remember when I came into Austin's garage and we jammed, and now we're freaking in California, or we're in El Paso, Texas, or we're doing whatever. And it's it's crazy. Uh, like what music has done to me. So like literally music is life. Like it means everything. Well said. And uh, lastly, what if there's anything you'd like to plug, obviously the EP is coming out on March 30th via Smart Punk Records. Um, but uh-huh. if there's any other like tour dates, any kind of uh, links, places people can check you out, uh, tag it on at the end. Uh, when is this coming out so that I know what I am and I'm not allowed to say? <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Um, I'm going to put this out on... I'm gonna. Tr- I try really hard to time this around the releases um, as long as nothing's bad. Okay. So if this comes out on the 30th, it'll probably go up on... I'll have it on, like, March 28th, probably, so the Wednesday before it comes out. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, well, it comes out March 30th. Uh, three company music video. If it just comes out on the 28th, it's already out uh, via Alternative Press on the 14th of March. Uh, we just got picked up by Artery Global, so we'll be doing a lot, a lot, a lot of touring this year. So just, like, look out for us. Follow us on social media. It's hungover bands on everything. Awesome. Hey, well, man, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm looking forward to seeing 
uh, what the future holds for you guys. I've got I've got a lot of, of good feelings about you. I, I sincerely, sincerely mean that just off of that one listen to the EP. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you for taking the time out of your day to, to do this. Of course, man. All right, well, I'll get this up on the 28th, and I'll send it over, and we'll go from there. All right, have a good one, man. Awesome. You too. Take care. Safe travels. Thank you.